Good morning. The Lead Live is brought to you by Pint and Plow. Good old Pint and Plow here getting some coffee this morning. Also, we're brought to you by the good guys over at Texas Low Country Advisors. K-Pub, one of our presenting sponsors, safe, reliable, and yours. Peterson Health, of course. And then finally, good friends over at the Kerr County Abstract and Title. Good morning, everybody. We're 17 days out now from the start of from Christmas. And there you are. We have lattes today. And we have Irene on the scene live from Kerrville, Texas. Take a look at this. We went out again last night. We now have, I think, 52 houses that we have uh, found. Now, here's the deal with the Christmas map that I'm building. I want to just point out the fact that we are, we, we have some things you have to kind of qualify for. If you just throw lights out, no, you're not going to get on there. If you go to the depot or to the Lowe's or to the Walmart and just buy inflatables and stick them up, no thank you. But what we will do is we will, if you have a little story going on or you have some some level of difficulty, you will be included in the map. Very subjective. So uh, also, if your um, light display might cause a seizure, we might include that too. So there you go. Uh, good morning. I got a great show for you guys today here on uh, Wednesday. Just a, one of many great shows. I'm really enjoying the light thing, though. It's kind of fun. We go out uh, at night, and uh, we are we just we just enjoy it. Play a little Christmas music. We take photos. We argue about driving. It's all good. All right. Well, listen. Here's the deal. News and notes on a on a Wednesday. Irene on the scene is here. Sorry, I didn't mean to open my mouth without you. Oh, that's all right. That's uh, all right. That name has stuck with me for decades now. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, good. it's, it, a good it's name. not a bad name. I just didn't expect it to be that um, long lasting. Right. But, I, uh, thank I, you. I kind of enjoy the name Irene on the scene. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, Irene, Irene Van Winkle's here from the uh, West Kim. West Kirk uh, Current, and there, there's the paper. She has the paper with her. We're going to talk to her in a moment about what she's been up to, and, and I'm going to try to pin her down. I said in the notes, uh, pin her down about how many events she's been to in her, her long career here in uh, Kerrville <laughs> and Ingram and West Kirk County. Uh, oh, she's, also, she's already getting, she already has fans uh, in the, in the uh, messages. Uh, Brenda, Brenda Hughes saying good morning to Irene. Good uh, morning. Kat Walker saying good morning. Good morning. Uh, uh, she's saying that uh, be sure to talk about holiday traditions in the uh, in the Ukraine. Okay, what so, traditions? Uh, Ukrainian holidays. Tra- holiday. oh, oh, that yeah. was Kat. Yeah, she asked me, and I I didn't come prepared for that, okay. but it, it's complicated. So I'm just gonna breeze over a few All things. All right, Sandy Wolfmiller. I'm um, saying good morning to uh, Irene Thank and you. to to myself. And Barbara Gaither saying good morning to uh, Barbara. What is the name of your dog, by the way? You have a new dog. What is the name of that dog? Put that in the comments. <laughs> we gotta we gotta give a shout out to your dog every once in a while. 
Uh, a couple of things I want to hit uh, real quick this morning. If you if you subscribe to us on the lead, uh, of course, we had a little note about the fact that um, Irene's here. Uh, Allison Boucher will storm onto the show at some point uh, after 9.30 this morning, and she's going to talk about a really important event that's going to happen over the Dieter Center. I want to hit on that just real quick here. Um, and I m- mentioned this, uh, that I do not like the cold weather. And so it, it's, it's, but it's time to weatherize that. Uh, your houses and K-Pub will have an event tomorrow over at the Dieter Center from 12 to 8 um, with, along with the Air- Alamo Area Council of Governments. They will host a weatherization event from 12 to 8 p.m. and uh, at the Dieter Center. So they'll give you, uh, they'll talk, they'll, they'll basically turn you on to programming or programs that can help you uh, with the weatherization issues. And for so many of us, that was such a big deal during the, during the winter storm. And um, so Allison will come by and talk about that here a little bit later. Um, I, I finally got around to putting this out there, but I'm telling you right now, uh, I could have had Yuck and then Yuck Part 2 as headlines this morning. The river, uh, the Upper Guadalupe River Authority uh, put out there that they um, collected 7,000 pounds of junk out of the Guadalupe River from between July and October uh, volunteers put more than a thousand hours of work into that to get three tons. That's three tons of junk. That junk uh, was pulled out of the river, and just some of the things they pulled out included binoculars, a car pool- cooling pump, a compressor, an electric skillet, frying pan, the lid of a pot, an Adirondack chair, basketball, a mop head, cell phones, dog leashes, jet ski sled, a uh, recliner. I mean, who throws a recliner in the river? A mini fridge uh, was also thrown in there. Mattress, piece of an artificial Christmas tree. Retainers, I might have been throwing out while you were swimming. Uh, a shopping cart, valve wrench, Xbox, and a glass medallion from the Pantheon Basilica in Rome. Wow, I'm not sure. I mean, what is that? What is that? How does that? How do you? How do you make that decision? I'm just gonna throw this in the river. Uh, Ray Buck, the UGRA general manager, saying keeping the river clean does not just happen at the water's edge. It starts on the land, the watershed. And I just said one time when I was at the Daily Times, I wanted to write an editorial saying, you people need to respect this river. And what are you throwing junk into? Why do we have these animals living in our river that are throwing mini fridges in the water? That wasn't allowed because it wasn't nice. (laughs) But I'm telling you, sometimes people need to be paddled. You know, you're going to throw stuff in the river? Uh, Sorry, you get to get paddled. So there's that. The uh, Carmel Police Department. Um, hit their fundraising target thanks to the Callow Foundation. They got their dog. Now the key is is keeping the dog away from biting people unless they're bad guys. Those bad guys need to be bit. So the dog uh, will be uh, will be one of those uh, things they'll be adding uh, to this. It costs them eighty thousand dollars to reimplement this canine program. The Callow Foundation came up with the rest of the funding. But if you think about this over the last two weeks or three weeks, I guess it's been three weeks now. Um, the community has kicked in about $150,000 to the police department and the sheriff's department. That's a lot of money. And that shows you, I think, our commitment to what, uh, what, uh, what we've got going on here in this community. So $150,000 goes a long way. So we've got a dog, and then we're going to get uh, a special response team, and the dog uh, will work together. I mean, it's just a really cool thing for everybody that's out there. All right, what's driving the news today? Uh, we've got that going on today. Uh, the library book situation in Texas continues to get weird. 
the Northeast Independent School District removed 400 books from its libraries out of an abundance of caution. I'm not sure what the abundance of caution was. Uh, some of those books. Uh, there's there's a there's a state uh, state representative named Matt Krause, and Matt Krause wanted to be the attorney general, and then basically every Republican in the world got into the race, including Louis Gohmert. And uh, Matt Krause uh, is doing an investigation about 800 or so books that might be problematic. Most of these books are about racial identity and race, uh, sexual identity, and sexual health. But I suspect that the, the blunt nature of some of this stuff might, might, may, might, think, might confuse some of these guys about what porn is and what is actual healthy sort of behaviors. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little dubious about this 400 books. You know, do you need to have a book about sexual health in a, in a kindergarten? No. But, um, you know, maybe an anatomy and physiology book. I don't know. Those are things that kids have questions about. I don't know how you handle some of this stuff, but I don't know that you take books out of libraries. I don't know that you take books out of libraries ever. So... It's a good question. Uh, it was only a matter of time, by the way, that the Omicron um, variant uh, would show up here in, uh, in Kerr County. Uh, I was glad to see that the county yesterday actually... Oh, hi, Bobby. How are you? Do I need fresh flowers, Bobby? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I don't know. Yesterday, the county sent a press release out, and uh, they, they argued that the state's numbers of the number of active cases are not right. Well, no. Yeah, we know that. Tell us something we don't know. Like, confirm the death toll in this county, for crying out loud. But that's another story altogether. The deal is, is that Omicron is here, and we just don't know enough about it. Um, it sounds like it's way more infectious, but it's not as serious. But again, we don't really have hard evidence of this. And, um, I mean, there's a lot going on about this thing right now. Is, are, are we going to be panicked about this? I saw, I saw the Fox News people going crazy. Oh, the media's going crazy over it. No, we're not. Now, I would say that some people did go crazy over it uh, and irresponsibly reported that it was this, you know, hyper, you know, mutated v uh, variant of great concern. It's a concern because it's, it's highly contagious from what the initial reports are. That's why the World Health Organization put it out there. But the doctors in South Africa are saying that the... the the it's a mild possibly mild strain of that but then I, I also talked to a doctor who said well what does that mean exactly because is that is that medium covid or is that long covid is that covid that puts you in the hospital for a day or two or is that covid that just makes you miserable for like 10 days um so so that question of severity of, of the mild symptoms is unknown at this point and we just don't know enough about it the other question that came up yesterday as we, we reported yesterday that it could be a reverse zoonotic disease. Uh, so there you go. I don't know. Uh, President Biden and Texas are going into another round of fighting, and uh, they're going to fight over over the um, the new political redistricting maps. Um, obviously, that favor the Republicans. So you know, there's it, it's an interesting time right now politically with. The gerrymandering that's gone on, uh, and I don't really know how to fix it. You know, I don't know how to fix this stuff because you're always going to have people trying to get an advantage over things. And I, I don't know what the, what the solution is. 
but you've got a situation here where, you know, if you look at the numbers clearly, objectively, Texas's growth was driven by minorities, you know. I mean, four million people moved here. A lot of them were Hispanic. A lot of them were Asian. A lot of them um, uh, were African-American, right? Uh, 51% or 52% were, were minorities. Uh, in that p- and actually, more than that were in the last decade were minorities. The... The state is one of those is one of those situations like California where it's a minority majority, and so um, is that really is are these numbers really representative of of what the state actually looks like? So, so the state has filed, and remember, Texas was under for a long time was under sort of like they had to have an approval because of segregation. They had to have approval from the Justice Department before they could do it was called preclearance and the Civil Rights Act of 1965 was part of that. And this is what they're suing under. But honestly, at the end of the day, I don't think it matters because I think the ultimate authority on this is always the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court's going to rule probably in Texas's favor. It just makes that, it just makes sense. I'd be shocked if that happened. Uh, if they didn't rule in Texas's favor. Texas has the upper hand in the Supreme Court. Uh, and so the Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, and all those other guys can file suits all they want. They're going to probably lose. Which is the way it's going to be. Walt Koning was in the news, uh, former uh, Kerrville Area Chamber of Commerce director. Uh, he has been appointed to a uh, commission by uh, Governor Greg Abbott, and that's to support how to better support the military in Texas. Uh, and uh, Koning is now up in San Angelo. So uh, congratulations on having more work put on your plate there, uh, Walt. <laughs> good, good job. You and, uh, you and Gil Salinas are, both have more work than you need. So there you go. Um, the Texas Republican Party, since it wants to draw, wants to do greater, uh, have greater say in local races that are traditionally nonpartisan, um, they're going to put positions in there. Uh, we saw a little bit here in Kerrville with the uh, city council race, and, and the Republicans getting very involved with Roma Garcia and backing him and uh, portraying. Uh, oh, there's Carrie. How are you, Carrie? Good morning. How was Mexico? All right. All right, all right. Uh, people just walking in, walking by. I like it when people show up here who haven't been here for a long time, though, and they and they uh, they don't know that the show is the show, even though this is the 84th show we've done consecutively <laughs> here. Uh, they they just they just see it and then they go. So um, they they're like, well, what's going? On? What what is this about? You know? Yeah. Well, we're doing our show here. <laughs> the uh, anyway, the schools uh, the school districts are going to be a, a, a hot area, and the Republicans said that they want to get in there. Um, and and they're they're using this thing that Merrick Garland said about uh, suppressing um, parental involvement in elections. I mean, I I don't really buy that narrative, but you know I you know good luck, good good for you guys. They're going to make that happen. Uh, while that was happening, Dan Crenshaw was calling the Freedom Caucus a bunch of grifters. Uh, I mean, it is. I mean, this is like. I mean, this the level of chaos in our country, you know. If you're a Republican, it's like it's like, oh my God, which way do I go? Do I go here? Do I go there? I mean, you got one guy calling them grifters, well, another one saying that there's actually people who actually care about real policy issues, um, and and it's just it's just a mess. It's just an absolute mess. I don't even know what to say of it about it anymore. And you can't. And there's no rational discussion about it anymore. It just it just ra- it's just craziness. So there you go. That is, uh, those are some of the headlines this morning that uh, we, are, we have been uh, tracking. And again, our Christmas list. Uh, we went out last night. 
uh, to we went out to kind of we went to the lady street names, Carol Ann and and Barbara Jean and Debbie Reynolds and uh, <laughs> all those street names that are out there. And we went to we saw we we're now up to about fifty two houses, and so we went to uh, actually it was Linda Joy, Barbara Ann. Uh, we saw a few good ones there. Uh, uh, a really nice one on Carol Ann, but it's kind of at the end of the, there's like a dead end and it's really steep. So you kind of have to kind of go up to it a little bit. Um, we drove up uh, into the summit area. And I got to tell you, that was, there was a spectacular, there was like two or three spectacular ones. And the rest of those people were bah humbuggish. <laughs> so what about Ingram? Uh, what do you got going on over there? The parade's on, uh, on Saturday. On Saturday, what yes, is, what, yes. What's the best place to go see Christmas lights in Ingram? Well, uh, around, there's some around the downtown area. I haven't had a chance to drive around too much at night yet. But yeah. this weekend I'm going to drive around and see what I can find. But, yeah, there's a, the parade starts at 6 o'clock. Uh, if you come down, uh, it comes out from the school district uh, ISD offices. A good little parade, too. Yes, it is. They've got um, close to 30 entries, I think, so far, which isn't bad. Yeah. And they always, so they end up at the new uh, city park that's right next to the fire station. And they uh, will have a tree that will be lit. Now, it is not a big tree. It's not a three-dimensional tree. It's kind of like it's lights, a, it's lights. On, on a grid. Yeah, it's but it's a good one though it is it's good and they're going to have hot cocoa cookies santa's going to be there this year i'm excited uh, singing yeah all the whole thing because we didn't have it last year right uh yeah we had to skip something because yeah. of covid right but right we're back right, right. um last uh, year before i think they did a drive-through though it was actually a drive-through with whoville and okay. that was kind of a hit because there was nothing else going on right. and the whoville thing there was like two blocks inside oldingham loop mm. and they just uh, had characters and lights and gave out goodies and the kids just had a, a nice time with that uh just a real a little bit of breaking news this morning um for, the, for those of you who commute into into town here as, as well the uh kerrville just put out the police department just put out a note this morning that uh the text dot is closing water street from clay to sydney baker um oh. uh right there in front of grape juice so that's like they're gonna be doing that road work yeah. that's there so you should use an alternate route if you're going to go on that uh on that way so uh, I don't know how that's going to affect uh, Joe Herring and those guys. Uh, we'll have to ask them. Maybe they can stop by and ask them what they're going to do about that. Um, you know, they're doing all those all that road construction work that's in there, putting in new lights uh, and doing all that. So that's probably one of the reasons why we're, we're, we're having that. Uh, Irene, Van Wink Van Van <laughs> Irene Van Winkle is here. Yes. And um, she has – how long have you been here? How long have you been on the scene here? Well, it depends on what you're talking about. Um, the first time I ever came through here, and yeah. this is going to really uh, date me, it was in 1973. And what brought you here? Uh, well, my husband's family was living uh, mm -hmm. outside on, in Centerpoint, and we came by on our honeymoon. Oh, really? And so I just fell in love with the Hill Country instantly. But he was in the Coast Guard at the time. A lot of things happened. We ended up coming back in 79, uh -huh. and then my younger son, my older son, had already been born in 74 before we right. came and then in 81 he was born alex was born here at the old sid peterson hospital oh here she is wait come over here just sit right here oh sit right there, there she is sit okay. right here it's not as it's not as it's not as it's not as glaring on the sun so. Hi, Allison. How are you? I'm good. Good to see you. Look so Allison, cute. Allison you Boucher. Got tiger going uh, on. <laughs> um, Allison's got. She's in between or meetings. Leopard. 
So she's in between meetings. Yeah. Uh, Irene, though, you're are you originally from the Ukraine or are you, were you okay. born here in the United States? No, um, it's kind of not neither, really. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, I will just uh, not admonish, but uh, just tell you that Ukrainians in mm. Ukraine no longer want to be known the country to be known as the Ukraine. Right. It's just drop the the. It's Drop just Ukraine. Ukraine, right. France, Germany, right. Ukraine. Right. Uh, for s- this was an old holdback from the old from Soviet, Soviet. The it was old like Soviet a, it era. Was, it was like a province. Yeah, oh, it was the, the something, you know, this little thing, whatever. The I pup, don't know. The puppy. Sometimes so the the adds a little little um to it. Like I Not call, to me. I call Walmart the Walmart. <laughs> well, right. it, it's all uh, context. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Yeah, because you were, you were suppressed there. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Yeah. So I was born... My family escaped from Ukraine during World War II. Okay. And then we um, settled. They, they came to Austria, which allowed displaced persons to settle for a while until we could get ourselves back to where we wanted, which was the United States. Right. And uh, lots of um, political things going on. Uh, they were there for three or four years. I was born there during that time and then came here as a three-year-old. And remember seeing Boston Harbor. Right. We didn't come into Ellis Island. We came to What Boston year was Island. that? What year were you born? <laughs> I want to I just want to know you Honestly want to yeah. know how yeah. stinking old yeah, I am. Yeah, right. 19 uh, when I was born 1947. 1947. I think I'm holding up. Yeah. Yeah. So your parents had already had, <laughs> your parents had already they had already escaped basically then, all right? With, well, we got away, right away, but we they couldn't go anywhere. They yeah. weren't allowed. They couldn't leave until they got sponsorships. Mm-hmm. We yeah. had to wait yeah. until in America there were people willing to vouch for us. Uh, you had to pay a certain amount of money and had to have uh, pos- prospects for a job, prospects for uh, where to live, yeah. uh, and connections, in right. other words. And so, um, in any case, lo- lots of uh, finagling going on. But it was a good time. Yep. Moved to New York City as a little kid. Remembered living on the Lower East Side, which is where... There's still what we used to call the Ukrainian ghetto. Right, right, <laughs> All right. down in st- there's a fly in here. There, it's just not. It just it, you <laughs> know what? It just shows up for the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe because of perfumes and uh, whatever. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, it's on the. It's it just won't go away. I won't slap your microphone though. No, it's okay. I know what that'll do. No, anyway. Long story short, um, we ended up in the Bronx, and then then I met a Texan and moved here. You met you were oh you met a Texan in the Bronx. Or you met well, where'd, where'd while you meet I was while, while you were in Manhattan, Manhattan, I met him in Manhattan. Right. Because by then I was grown. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was went to college, Marymount, Manhattan, and then got some work and met a friend of mine. Said, "Hey, we're going down to this place where these sailors hang out." Yeah. And so that's where you. <laughs> that's where. That's that work. sounded intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, actually, he was in the Coast Guard. So he was at Governor's Island, which is no longer a military base now. But anyway, so. Uh, we got married, and then you and you moved to Texas. Uh, yeah, in between. There was and a, did you ever go back stuff. to the Bronx, or you go back uh, to? You know, I went there once or twice, but it was not the same. After, look at this, just me. <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> it, um, I visited, and I saw some friends uh, that I'd gone to school with many, many years ago, and then. Uh, but you know, it's not the same. No, you, you've been gone. It's just so big and crazy now. Well, it's just yeah. Yeah. But it was always big and crazy. Oh yeah, it's it was always the biggest city <laughs> in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hold on a second. Let's, let, me, let me go to, let's just jump over to Allison Boucher because she's on a schedule. She's on a time <laughs> schedule. First off, Lincoln, or we, Lincoln, I'm calling you your dog now. Uh, that's the question we all want to know. What's going on with the dog? 
He's doing great. He had a really nice little cut for Thanksgiving. He does not look the same. Oh, oh, he had the, the Christmas. <laughs> he got poodled. He got poodled. <laughs> he got poodled. <laughs> yes. Isn't that that's the worst though? I mean, I mean, it, we did. We had our guy. He, we had a Maltese poodle, and we got him poodled one time. And he was always a little shaggy and a little rough, you know. And I, we brought him home, and Allison, my daughter Allison, almost cried because <laughs> he was poodled out, you know. He didn't look the same. Doesn't look the same dog yeah, at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll never forget one time when we had to, we kind of pooled him out, fluffed him out, and we took him to the Grand Canyon. And we couldn't get people to leave him alone, you know. <laughs> like, you're at the Grand Canyon, leave the dog alone. Be gone with you. There's, look at the beauty. Look at the look at the bighorn sheep that are coming up. Don't look at the little white dog. <laughs> so, uh, have you taken it? Well, so when you come to when you come to uh, Pint and Plow, though, there's not a puppuccino. I know. Oh, we got to figure that out. I know. Starbucks is now calling them pup cups. Pup cups. Oh wow! Yes. <laughs> I think that's pretty cute. You know, wow. the best video I saw because I know you're you're involved with Kerbal Pets Alive was when uh, um, Becky Babb. Um, brought that pit bull yes. to, I mean, that was like, that dog needed that. Yes. And was so happy. You could tell that the dog was happy when he got that, that yeah. little treat. So, I mean, he was like, what is, what's going on here? What's going on here? Cause he had been abused and yeah. things like that. So, uh, that was a cool thing. Okay. Now did Mike Whitler sign off on your, uh, coming <laughs> here today? He did. Yes. Okay. All right. So what I think he was glad it was me and not him. <laughs> I make that man nervous. You know, I told him, too, when he was on here before getting grilled by me, that it was actually, at the time, one of our most successful, the article that I wrote out of it was one of our most successful things, uh, because we, we kind of dove deep into that. Yeah. And uh, I think what's happened since the, since the uh, uh, electric disaster of 2021, I think people are uniquely, like, you kind of take them for granted. You take K-pop for granted. And then when they're stressed... You guys had a very stressful year. I mean, that was that was that was tough, you know, yeah. between the different storms and then the winter storm and everything, a pandemic. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, uh, okay, what's going to happen on Thursday? We are doing a weatherization event with the Dieter Center. Um, it's a community event that's completely free, and with ACOG, Alamo Area Council of Government. Okay, and what kind of stuff will we learn from that? If I'm going to go to that event, um, they. ACOG is state-funded, and they have a program. It's called their Weatherization Assistance Program. It's 100% completely free if somebody income qualifies, and that's their only stipulation other than the home being sound, right. of course. Right. Um, and it's not the only event going on for K-Pub that day. You have another event, too. <laughs> At the parking garage. Which is? Which is the mural. Uh, Are they unveiling it that day? Yeah. Is oh, I I didn't even know that. You didn't know that? No. Oh, I thought you were going to be there for that. No. Oh, see, I'm surprising you now. I think they're doing <laughs> the I think they're doing the ribbon cutting of that. And okay, there's, awesome. There's, there's that one. Uh, that's the charging station. Sort of signs they painted over that. Yes. And then you've got. Uh, I guess the city council can go look at all the different murals that are that are out there now. Oh, how but, neat. But uh, yeah, so K-pop's got a new charging station. We in do. There. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, I saw. It, I drove by it uh, one morning. Uh, there wasn't anybody painting that day, so. I, I missed the painting, but it was one of those things that, I mean, Irene on the scene would have gotten it, but I didn't get it that day. <laughs> so, um, but there's a lot going on um, with the arts right now, too. It's kind of interesting. Um, so, going back to this thing at the Dieter Center, um, you know, do I need to, is there a payment? Does it, it's free of a free event, and it's from 12 to 8, correct? Yes. 
All you do is um, fill an application. And if you qualify, then you can get um, free energy saving improvements made to your house. And and it's not for everybody necessarily. They're not gonna be able to do like big structural things or things like that. But it's it's at least an opportunity to, to get an idea of what they could do for you as well. Yeah, they'll do um, everything from insulation, caulking. They'll replace broken windows, um, all the way up to actually giving a new HVAC system. Oh, wow. That's more on the rare side, but right. that will happen too. Right. Yeah, because that was that's a huge one. You know, the the biggest issue for us was you know just having somebody. Well, we, th- we thought we were insulated, um, you know, like our pipes and stuff. We thought we were, we didn't do the drip thing um, because we thought we were, we were in pretty good shape. But it turns out that we weren't, that a lot of the insulation around our pipes had sort of rotted, rotted away and it cracked does. and had faded and was basically in pieces. And when that freeze hit, man, yeah. it just, it popped everything. How so. many oh, no. pipes did you, how many pipes did you have? Well, just one. Oh. Uh, we had every pipe under our house break. Oh, oh really? my goodness. $2,000 worth of, oh, oh my goodness. My it was a mess. I bet. Yeah. I lost water, but thankfully my pipes didn't burst during yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had. Uh, we had electricity out too. Yeah, me so. too. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have K-Pub yeah, right. and the other company, did, which we do like, yes. you know. So they worked on it, but we had that rolling blackouts. You have, yeah. uh, we would sit in the car with the heater on and our dog until I could have to see the porch light come back on because then I knew the electricity came back, yeah. run in, heat up a bunch of food, and then jump into bed with the electric blanket on. <laughs> and that's how we spent a week and a half of our winter in February. Oh, bless you. It was, yeah. That was, I mean, yeah. okay. that, that we, just we shows you it. how miserable it was. That was yeah. C-Tech, right? You were on C-Tech? No, we were on uh, Bandera Electric. Bandera Electric. Yeah. And okay. actually, I will say, considering everything, we had a tree fall and disrupt our power line yeah. right by the house. So we had to get a guy to come and fix that mm-hmm. and then get uh, Bandera to come and rehook us. Uh, it was... Yeah, I watched the... <laughs> I don't want to live that. I watched the yeah. trees um, by my house... Uh, they kind of hang over the power lines. Yes. I watched them just kind of just sink, Uh-oh. you know, down and down and down. And basically by the time <laughs> the, the ice had weighed it down so much. I yeah. mean, this is where the, the conversation with Mike was really fascinating to me. Just how much ice was on those trees. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and probably. our cedars broke. We, we had a lot of tree fall. They broke more than the oaks, actually. So we lost a lot of trees. And I noticed later the birds, there weren't as many birds. They're lo- they lost their homes, yeah. Yeah. you know, right. and it was, I still don't see the, tr- the birds that we had before. Wow. There's been a, a real environmental, uh, you know, backlash on that. Well, because, yeah. it, you know, and also how many of them actually survived the cold, you mm-hmm. know? I, mean, yeah, I know. You know. Our poor little hummingbirds are, oh, will we ever yeah, see them right, again, exactly. You know? I saw a, uh, someone told me that they had uh, uh, a, an area where they had a lot of access deer and mm-hmm. they all kind of froze to death together in one, one of these some of these ranches and stuff mm-hmm. and that uh, it was pretty pretty awful so yeah so get out there get to the event right and uh and if you need if anybody has any questions go to the Dieter center show up between noon and eight tomorrow absolutely will there be any cookies oh yes we'll have some snacks <laughs> and cookies <laughs> yes um you guys gave out awards last week right yes it was, you had a big event yeah who was the employee of the year were you? <laughs> was Lincoln the employee of the year? No, we don't do employee of the year. Oh, man. How about the guy that I, you introduced me to who was the accountant or the engineering guy? Was that the guy? Paul. Paul, yeah. We need to have that he's guy. He's our new kid on the block. We, we, we need to have that guy on the show. <laughs> yeah, he's, I'd love but to we're come. But we're not going to do Mike Whitler talk. <laughs> we're going to do 
total geek and running talk. Geek yeah. engineering talk. Oh, yeah. It would be so good. <laughs> and then we need, what we need to do is we need to bring Amy Dozier in with a whiteboard. Yes. And do and do finance. You and know. that's where she thrives. <laughs> yeah. You didn't did you get her a whiteboard finally? I don't know if she has a whiteboard in her office or not. It seems like she should have a whiteboard in yeah, her office. Yeah, so. she is definitely someone that should have um, one. I told you that I see her. The only time I ever see her is at, is at HEP. <laughs> so, all right. Anything else going on? Anything else you're working on? Um, we have a coat drive at K-Pub that ends on Friday. Okay. It's actually a coat and blanket drive for Salvation Army. Okay. All right. We've and had a great response, but, I mean, there's always a need. So we how definitely does your blood need. drive work out, by the way? Good. Yeah. No, we host that was like, what, uh, in the, before Thanksgiving, the blood drive? Yes. November. Okay. It was actually Veterans Day. I think yeah, it was 11-11. Yeah. Yes, that's right. It was mm-hmm. Veterans Day. That's right. Yeah, so much going on. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. We All have right. one coming up in March, too. I will say this, though, that one of the most impressive light displays uh, with Santa Claus and camo uh, <laughs> was it, there was a K-Pub truck. And I, and I didn't want to give away. I don't want to, like... Like the parade? No, no. This was at... Uh, this is on my light tour. Okay. All right. So I drove out to this. I was... I was... I was there's been a, there's a certain group of people who will shame you for not showing up to take pictures of their house. Like you should automatically <laughs> know where these yeah, things don't are. Don't you at. know that? Like, and honestly, like I'm, I'm I'm telling you right now, we we need to up our A game a little bit here, folks, on our Christmas decorating, <laughs> myself included. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm. Have you been to River Hill? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, they I'm, have. There's yeah. a couple of houses up yeah. there. That, that tree at Karen's house. Spectacular. Oh, oh yeah, I mean Karen oh, Guerrero's yeah. house. I mean Lang did it right. It's, yeah, you it's know? beautiful. Yeah, I mean there's there's but but there's a lot of them like it's like bah humbug, man. I'm not putting <laughs> anything out. No, you're not getting nothing from me. <laughs> I mean, you know, at least in my place you can see our Christmas tree, you know. It, but I kind of I kind of live a little bit more set back from the road. But there's a lot of places like they have nothing up, and so I I'm I'm like I'm like going through these neighborhoods so. But the, uh, I think you should do a Grinch of the Year. Find a Grinch and then put it in front of the house that's got the least. Oh amount, yeah, the least. You know, the really bottom. Oh yeah, that'd be really yeah, easy. Kind though. of the award. That'd be really easy. <laughs> um, you know, it was interesting. There, somebody had a, a really funny uh, Grinch one, where they had they had they had put the Grinch basically attached him to the side of the house, the end of the house, and the Grinch was essentially pulling down the Christmas lights. Oh how cool! <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. But wow. there was a K-Pub employee on one of these uh, oak, the, it's one of these oak streets. And um, and I was like, oh, look at these lights. These are so nice. Oh, how shocking. It's a K-Pub house. <laughs> there was a K-Pub truck there. Um, but they had they had Santa Claus and Camo, uh, which was interesting. Um, I almost deducted points from that. But I think they also had Baby Yoda, which I, did, I add <laughs> points to. So there you go. Where uh, was it located? Uh, in those Oak Streets, kind of between, um, it was like west of, uh, it's east of River Hill. Okay. Between uh, River Hill and Comanche Trace. Okay. So you know where I'm talking about yeah. there, right? Um, it, by that, by that uh, Papa John's Pizza mm-hmm. and all that area. Over yeah. There. So back in there, I'd never been back there before. There, there's some areas I've been, I haven't been, been to yet, mm-hmm. and so I was kind of driving through that. I'm like, that's pretty nice. Yeah. There's some really nice houses back there that had some really nice uh, decorations back there. I would say consistently, uh, it's like Oak Hollow and Oak Valley and all those roads. Those are probably some of the better ones yet. So somebody, somebody sent me a note like, you need to come to this street. We're the best. Like, I'm not coming to your street, you <laughs> heartless person. <laughs> you're gonna get. You're blocked. You're blocked. Um, so there you go. Okay, uh, Allison, I know you have to go to another meeting, so we're gonna throw you out of here. Okay. okay. Thank you for having me. No, anytime. <laughs> we we appreciate it when you're here. And um, are you gonna are you gonna go back to being a two dog family? Or are you gonna? 
Yeah, we're probably going to get another dog All probably right. in the next Another Chihuahua maybe? Or so. or? I don't know. What Whatever. Did, you, what, what, did, you, did you have a, a ceremony for your, 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 your beloved Chupacabra? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no ceremony. Did you get his ashes? And his yeah, popcorn? we got him cremated. Oh, okay. See, I have my, my guys next to me on my bed, my nightstand. Yeah. I see his ashes every oh, day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know people who bury their dogs in their backyard. Yeah, I, I'm not going to yeah. do that. My they dog's do. going with me. <laughs> Put him on top of you. Yeah, he's going with me in the casket. Put you in the box and off you go. He's going with me in the casket. I told my wife, I said, I want to have a big, big funeral. I want to have, uh, I want to have a mule drawn, uh, wagon, cortege, you know, (laughs) to take my body up to my to my resting place. So, there you go, with my dog. He's been dead for six years. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Allison. Thank you so much. All right, Allison Boucher. uh, Always good to talk to her off and send her on her way. It's always good to have Allison on. Thank you, Allison. Take care. See you later. Uh, Irene, we're going back to your story, though. Okay. You know, There's you went, you, you, so you grew up in the Bronx. You're born in the Ukraine. Yeah. Nope. Born yeah. here. Yeah. And then you guys, uh, oh, sorry, born in Ukraine. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> you, you were, um, your, your parents, you know, escaped uh, World War II, survived World War II. They uh, survived a lot more than that because yeah. having been having Ukraine as your home mm-hmm. uh, country, uh, a lot of political things uh, that they survived going back many, many, many generations. Yeah. Um, I did my DNA, and yeah. it comes out like about seventy-four percent. Really? Yeah. So this you is your DNA. Let me see. Let me see this. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. I didn't mean to be rude. It's all right. Anyway. No, you're not rude at all. <laughs> so you were. Uh, so so your DNA. 12% European Jewish. That's right. Ashkenazi Jew. Yeah. And that verified my uh, suspicions or, or family lore that had said that my great-grandmother was Jewish. Yeah. And her name that we think was Anna Stern. Hmm. And uh, not much is known about her family. Right. It's very weird. She married and became uh, Christianized. But uh, the story goes that um, in the morning she would go to, ch- to church with, you know, um, her husband's family. Right. And then in the afternoon she would hang out with all her little Jewish family and friends. Was that one of the reasons why your family wanted to get out of there? Uh, because not, no, no, not really. Yeah. Uh, she died, and it, we just don't have a whole lot of history right. on that. Um, my, I will say, though, this is a book. And I'm very, very proud of this. Yeah. My nephew, I don't know if you can see this. Yeah. Uh, my nephew, by the name of Joseph Herniak. Herniak is actually my birth name. Um, I was adopted, so I had a different name yeah. also. But anyway, uh, this is the story of uh, my great-great-grandfather right here. Oh, wow. Let me okay. see. Let me His see name is Joseph. Yeah. And that was my grandfather's father. He's been at least a passive student of history and has a couple of oh, now useless academic degrees in that field. He remains a tireless genealogist and enjoys visiting national parks, taking an occasional hike. This is amazing. He lives in Southern California. Yes. And uh, his wife is Ukrainian. I mean, uh, he's Ukrainian. His yeah. wife is a, a doctor from Ukraine. Right. And uh, they've got a few kids. He's a home dad yeah. uh, raising the kids. A uh, wonderful guy. He's a son of my brother who's passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, they've, he had five kids. Um, and so um, uh, every one of them is just a kind of a model. But this guy and I have collaborated for a long time right. on the family genealogy, and he really spurred me. He helped me when I went to Ukraine in 2016 uh, to know where to go and see right. places. Uh, well, what was your takeaway from pertinent. that, too? 
what being there yeah being in the ukraine what was that it, it being just, in ukraine i'm sorry well yeah no i mean it was an emotional experience mm. that i cannot describe yeah. uh the depth of connection that i established that i'd always had kind of in the back of my mind and i was raised uh, speaking ukrainian in the home mm. so i was part of it but going there seeing on the ground yeah seeing the people who right. are they? What kind of? And most of them were from Western Ukraine, which is highly patriotic. Right. The farther east you go, the closer there is to the ties to Russia, and I mean that's another long, long story. Right. Because uh, there's a, there's threat of war now between I know. Ukraine and, and Russia again. It, it is frightening, and people are going. You know, we've been telling you this. Don't trust Putin. I mean, don't give him an inch, because yeah. he will take everything he can, and, uh, and he doesn't care. Right. He really doesn't care what the world thinks. How did you find your way though into the West Kirk Current? How did you How did you find your way into journalism and covering all these events and doing what you do? Tirelessly. <laughs> well, I, I do take a nap from time to time, but I think <laughs> you beat me on some of that. But um, okay, uh, I was my first job in any kind of pu publishing was in New York City, okay. and I got a job as a Kelly girl actually, um, and I was there though for quite a long time at the Peterson Publishing Air Progress magazine, right? Uh, which they were, had like car and driver. I mean, they had like right. 12 or 13 family, right. skin diver, all those magazines. They had their um, editorial offices in New York. Unfortunately, the co corporate decided everybody goes to LA. So after a year of being there, I got the choice of if I get it, get to LA, um, I would have to pay for the move. I would have to pay for everything. They right. would not, because I was a low man on the totem pole, uh, just an editorial assistant. Uh, they uh, said, never mind, I'm not moving to LA. Uh, anyway, I had a baby. Uh, long story short, come to Kerrville. Uh, and then when we lived here, first of all, I actually did work at the uh, Kerrville Daily Times in the, in the back. In the back. Yeah. I mean, look at paste-ups, right. uh, mechanicals. I, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, I'm right. sure it's all digital now. Yeah. But still, um, it, yeah, it was quite a thing. I knew Mr. Bill Dozier, who I highly respected, mm -hmm. a very nice man. Anyway, circumstances changed, and uh, I left. Uh, ended up then afterwards getting a job at uh, a radio station. Oh, really? We left and went to Dallas, uh -huh. and I worked for nine years at the Dallas Times-Herald in advertising sales. Really? Yeah. The good old Dallas Times Herald. That's right. I love that paper. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, anyway, we moved back here because I didn't want to. I wanted to be here. Yeah. I wanted to be in the whole country. It's right. hard of driving and all that traffic. I mean, Dallas was great, but it's, it's a not big the city. hill country. No. And and that's, it, that's what I tell people all the time. It's like well, when I nothing well, is like the no, hill country. Nothing like it at all. So came back here. I said, you know what? I'm tired of moving. I told my husband, I'm not moving anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whatever we have to do, I'm going to stay. So I got a job at the Mountain Sun. Well, okay. after the radio station. Right. That's where I got the name Irene on the scene. Irene was on the at scene. Kite Radio. Oh, 90, really? 92.1 with Mr. Ron Whitlock, who I don't know if anybody remembers uh -uh. that guy. Anyhow, and so then uh, Ranch Radio bought us out and I left. Okay. And then I went to the Mountain Sun and worked there for four years. So the Kerbal Mountain Sun was my, la you know, I was on that last staff before right. they shut. We shut down. And that sounds like that was a really. Uh, 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 I loved it. I thought it was a. It sounds like it was a community tragedy. Yes. Oh. 
<laughs> yes, the way it happened was very tragic. How did that happen exactly? Now, was that did Southern own the newspaper at the time? And Southern, they, yes, oh. under the auspices of the Kerrville Daily Times, bought out the Mountain Sun. Right. The Mountain Sun owners, up until that time, had sworn they would never ever sell right. to the competitor. Right. But that last owner caved. He just needed the money or right. whatever. So um, we basically told us they were going to keep us on, and they didn't. And so we just went away. It's a very familiar story for us. We've worked in newspapers for many years. Yep. That you know, if you look at the fact of newspapers who have gone out of business, this is one of the reasons why I'm sort of opposed to newspaper owners getting tax break breaks because they have run their businesses so poorly through the years. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those things that's really it's challenging for me because I have worked for many newspaper companies that have put other newspaper companies out of business. Right. Um, you but know. see, the, the Mountain Sun was a standalone. Yeah. The Daily Times is owned by a corporation. Right. That's a big difference. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. da David and Goliath. Right. Uh, the paper I'm with now, the, since I've been there since 2005. Yeah, wow. Which is quite a long time. Right. And I love Clint Schroeder and the staff, Nancy and everybody there. Um, anyway, that is also an independent paper. Yeah. I like independent papers. Right. You know. I, I, I do, too. You know, because only, we are not beholden to anybody. Right. I've worked for, in my career, I've worked for a total of two independent papers um, in my life. The Bakersfield Californian was the last one I worked for, which was one of the last family-owned papers in, in California. Wow. And then I worked for another one, uh, a weekly, when I was very early in my career. But... I mean, I literally work for all the chains now. I mean, I, I think I've, I think I've, I think I've clicked them off all of my list. And the only only <laughs> one I have worked for now is is Tribune, but I've worked for you know Gannett, Media News, Southern, CNHI, uh, Swift. Uh, I mean, which is now out of business now too. So yeah, it's interesting to see how that uh, how this has all kind of come together. Well, they've gotten swallowed up all the small ones. You yeah. know, they either fold and go away totally, right. or they just get swallowed in. Right. And uh, it's a shame. I would I would strongly suspect that the the Kerrville Daily Times in Southern, which owns papers in Galveston and other places, will be swallowed up either by CNHI or Media News mm. or one at of some these point. at some point. Uh, Media News, which uh, is the second largest owner of papers in the country. I, I think Gannett's the largest. Um, just tried to buy Lee, which owns like papers in Waco and, and some other places. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the coming mm -hmm. days yeah. as, as we talk I, about I, this. It's a shame, though. I really hate to see that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Well, but, you, but you know, know. Th this is what's unique, though, is that, you know, we're in a market, though. Yeah, three papers three in papers. one county. And it's me. Crazy. And, 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 and me. That's and right. so. Um, Not to mention other radio stations. Other radio stations, I mean, there's too, a lot right. of media going on. Right. And, you know, and everyone serves their, serves their, their particular role. You know? Right. <coughs> one of the things I talked about, people say, well, wh wh why, do you, why do you compete with, uh, with them? I'm like, I don't really view it as com competition. I view it as, uh, uh, you know, uh, basically an add-on service, you mm -hmm. know. Um, mm -hmm. you know, In uh, Concord with? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that I just have, like, for instance, like, I'm just not going to cover high school sports like the way that, that the other papers do because, right. one, I could, one, I could do it, but, uh, two, it just is a whole different level of commitment that I, right. I'm, I'm not ready to make, you know, and I don't think you can do it justice right now. Right. Because if, if you're a county organization, how do you – Equitably cover Ingram, mm -hmm. Centerpoint, mm -hmm. 
OLH and Tyvee, you know, and all the and other things, yeah. you know, and I just don't want it. So I'm kind of focusing on Shriner a little bit. It is hard if you don't have, like, that's where with us, mm-hmm. we mostly just cover Hunt and Ingram because yeah. in sports, because right. really we don't have the capacity no. to expand unless we hired some stringers or whatever. Uh, but, you know, right now we're just need we're, we, we just have to do what we have to do. Uh, so we try to uh, fulfill our you know, as it says here, serving Ingram Hunt Mountain Home, that yeah, right. right. But I have a caveat to that because I'm out there everywhere. Right. I go to Centerpoint. I go to Harper. I mean, I'm not You're always there. Junction, wherever. <laughs> yeah. And the histories I've done cover a five-county area. Um, if you guys don't know, um, I like to um, – Irene shoots everything, everything with an Android uh, phone. <laughs> um, which is interesting because it, it, it shows you how adaptable she is. Um, because the and I got big cameras, right? But her Android phone is pretty good. Yeah. So uh, front like, page p- uh, pictures yeah. are all done it, on a on uh, a phone. On a phone, it holds. And it, it holds. Clint was like horrified at first when I said, "Clint, I've got this 16 megapixel phone." Yeah. You know, it's going to hold it. Camera, it's big enough. Right. I can go four columns across. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and the new ones now are like 30 or 40 megapixels. Oh, they've got a hundred. Yeah. Over a yeah, hundred. Yeah. But so. I don't want to have that. I don't need that. You right. know, it's too much technology for what I my needs are. If I wanted to, I could, but, you know. But what I like to do, though, is I like to photograph Irene taking photographs. So <laughs> yeah. I've got you a whole do that co- every I, time I, you see me. I, I, got, I have a whole collection of it. <laughs> you and, and Tony Gallucci have done that to me. It's just time. so good. It's just yeah, so good. It's uh, fun. And I actually like to get Gallucci as well. Yeah. Um, oh, now there's a guy who's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, what, my God. I, you, know, you know what's <laughs> crazy about Tony Gallucci is that he will, you will look on his Facebook page. And you're like, whoa, where did it, what? I know, he's been, he goes from, from down on the coast yeah. uh, over to, you know, Harper, out to yeah. Nick, Johnny Nick's rodeo, you know, all right. that stuff. And then, he, you know, he is a, a biologist. Ever look at his CV? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. All the things that he yeah. knows and has done. He's a weather, he's a weather uh, genius. Well, he does the things for Noah. All right. Uh, he, we did a story on him with that. He's a, a biologist. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, everything in the world. You ask him about a disease. He's or, a soccer aficionado. He does bird counting. Yeah. You know, all that. He's a renaissance man. He is very much so. And he never gets a photo. He, does he ever have a photo out of focus? I haven't seen any. <laughs> but he loads in like 200 at a time I know. for one event. Now, that's just volume one. Mm-hmm. Then there's volume two, three, four, right. and five. And he'll do one event and have... A thousand pictures. I know. And then he complains that Facebook won't let him post yeah, them Facebook, all. <laughs> Facebook, will, Facebook shuts him down. Yeah, uh, because he, they can't handle this guy. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, is this guy? But he always manages to get back He gets in. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's really one of the nicest people out and there, And truly too. beloved by so many. So many people. Do you think, um, you know, looking at your career, how many events have you been to in your career? In my career? Yeah. In, in, in the last You know how old years. I am? <laughs> well, you're about 195 <laughs> years know. old now. Uh, listen, okay, I, I've been in media, well, not counting Dallas or any of that, yeah. but just, and, and I did a lot of stuff on, on air, on the radio. Yeah, I right. would go and do remote, you know, remote broadcasts right. from every event, uh, just as much there as I did here. I don't know, 10 a week, 20, I don't know. It varies every week. Right. And sometimes I'll just... Get your picture of something happening right then and there. And then another thing that's a big event, you right. have to stand there. The stock show, for example, I mean, that's a, a four-day or five-day commitment. Yeah, right. And I'm one person, so I just try to do what I can, glean this and that, and then, you know, throw it in there and say, Clint, what do you want to put? What's your favorite event to cover? 
My favorite? Yeah. Well, actually, Stock Show is one of my favorites. Is it? Why? I love the, the camaraderie. I love what 4-H and the FFA and all those organizations yeah. do to teach kids good values. Yeah. Um, the kids themselves, and it's just like, I don't know if you were here when Pat Tinley was was uh, mm. the, uh, the judge, but one of the things he said, and it's been oft repeated, that the kids that are in those programs almost never get into trouble. No. They're too busy. <laughs> exactly. Right. you got to be up at four in the morning to you feed your care. pig. you got to take care of a critter. Get on a bus, go to school, stay, and then come home and then yeah. do all that all right. over again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it teaches them. Uh, I mean, they learn so much if they take advantage of it, the programs that they take them on. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and one thing, it promulgates, and now they've gone into the future with new technology and new, uh, you know, what, who feeds the world? Right. Right. Yeah, those farmers do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a cute little pig and there's a little nice little right. <laughs> cow or whatever. But how does it end up at HEB? Yeah, exactly. You yeah, and, and, and exactly. We need to understand that sometimes, too. Yeah. We, we don't, don't want to think about it. We don't want to think about it, but it's, it's part of it. <laughs> I so. know. Like so. um, the, um, you mentioned that you've, you've written histories of this area. You know, what is it historically you find fascinating about Kerr County and the Hill Country? Uh, well, I mean, of course, you have this, it's driven so much by the German influence in yeah. this area, mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, say something like 10,000 German families moved here in a, let's say, a 10-year period after, from 1844 or so, uh, when Fredericksburg was first. And I mean, they came from Indianola, most of them. Um, right. It, stayed there until they could get on an ox cart or whatever and then get up there and they were promised land in New Braunfels and then later Fredericksburg and a lot of these little towns uh, to come and farm, you know, basically farm. They were getting away from a very unfortunate situation in Europe mm -hmm. and they too were being forced by the aristocracy and all that. A lot of these people, they were maybe well off but not you know super a lot wealthy. more intellectual a lot are, of those yeah, were right. and some of these towns like sister dale and all were founded by those people and there were the free thinkers yeah right free there's thinkers. a thing up in um, yeah a marker in comfort, in comfort right they're right on, uh, on, exactly. on high street right, right on front and, and in front it's right in front of a little museum yeah that is only open to a few <laughs> it, it is a part of their historical. You have to know the people oh, really? who to call to get the key to go inside. What's yeah. in there? Old artifacts. Oh, really? I mean, it's old German history. Really? Oh, yeah. Have you been in there? Yes. Do you read German? Do you, do you, no. Uh, do you, <laughs> I, can, I can sit there and, and sound it out, but yeah, I don't know yeah, what I'm saying. Don't, don't Just like Spanish, right. I don't know what I'm right. saying. <laughs> um, yeah, the German influence is fascinating yes. to me, too. Did so. you, and, and I'm sure you've already heard this, that uh, they've, linguists have come to Fredericksburg hmm. to listen to the old German that a few people still speak. Really? That came, it's still the language that they brought 150 years ago. Wow. That language has not evolved. It huh. has remained the same, so that when linguists come, they hear things that no one in Germany even understands anymore. Oh, really? Because it's an old form of German right. that they have not modified in any way. And there are people in this area who, from those old families, who can still speak it. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but even after you know, during those during those periods, uh, like even after World War II, that that Fredericksburg was still heavily mm -hmm. German mm -hmm. language mm -hmm. and. Go to Andy's Diner, and you couldn't hear English in there. Yeah, right. Back then. Right. Now, there was also the, um, 
dilemma. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of Germans that moved here were American patriots. Mm, right. But they were being coddled or enticed from Germany. Yeah, right. right. Hitler was writing to them saying, come, come, come on, fight come for on. your fatherland. Right, yeah. And a lot of them going, that's not my fatherland. Right. Oh, my grandpa lived there, but I don't. I, I, I live here now. Yeah, and I really don't want to get in your thing, yeah. you know. So uh, they were a patriot. But they, a lot of them stopped speaking German. They were outwardly uh, because they were warned that there might be some real hate yeah. crimes. We've got a, uh, we've got a, uh, we, uh, I have a copy of my great grandmother's, um, uh, my great great grandmother's uh, loyalty card. The what? Uh, loyalty card. She signed oh. the loyalty card because wow. she was German. Okay. Um, and uh, they lived in San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I was hearing the story yesterday that my understanding of it was was that they had been in Mexico. Uh, oh yeah, and that uh, they had had <laughs> suffered through Trotsky either. or whoever was down there. Uh, yeah, I they mean, were all down the, there. Yeah, the Russians were coming down there. Yeah, so the, Germ the Germans, the Germans were there, and and uh, <laughs> they 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 had some kind of tragedy happen to them, and uh, most likely, I, I think it was, well, I understand it was some kind of epidemic or cholera or something along those lines, and it just left my great grandmother and my great great grandmother alone together, and so they came to Texas because wow. there was Germans. So. Yes, yeah. Had to find some home base. Yeah. In fact, my great aunt, um, she spoke German fluently. Uh, my grandfather understood German and probably understood Spanish, but never admitted it. So. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right. So yeah. it was an interesting, interesting story. Um, the other parts of this now, where well, you've seen uh, Hunt, Ingram, uh, kind of transform in the recent years. What, what do you, what's the future look like for those places? Well, for example, you look at the Oldingham Loop. That's mm -hmm. one of the most, I'm not sure how to put it. One week it's full of people and everybody's, you know, stores are opening. Yeah. And then like Renaissance. And then a month, six months later, a year later, because of, of course, COVID, yeah, COVID didn't, right. didn't help. But, uh, I mean, half of it then shut down. Then new owners come in, uh, new entrepreneurs. Uh, there's a new little, uh, there's a new bakery that opened up right on the edge of the loop. Right. Uh, then there's also a new place called Down on the Loop that is going to be opening soon. Okay. It's a beer garden. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Okay. And then, uh, of course, you had, of course, on next to the Hunter House, there's a guy named, um, oh, I always forget his name. Anyway, he has a, a jewelry store mm. that he makes jewelry. Right. Fused glass and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, we've, uh, we've, I've, I've met him once yes. before. He goes to the farmer's markets and yes, stuff. Yes, so, he does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what's the, uh, so you said the, far, the, 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 the best thing is covering it. What, what's been the toughest story to cover? Well, you know, more recently uh, with that uh, tragedy at the track. Yeah, right. Now, I wasn't there, yeah. but I got the whole story from, from Tony. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony was there. He and, was, yeah, and yeah. that's how we got the photograph. We got a, an actual photo of yeah. it ha happening. Right. It was just horrifying. Mm -hmm. um, and things like that, uh, people getting murdered. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, you know, those kind of trials. This Eric Auld business that just yeah, happened. right. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I mean... That you, you, you people move here because they say it's a nice, quiet little place to live. Nothing ever happens. But every but once in under, a while, underneath yeah. the surface, yeah. Every once in a while, yeah. I was mentioning this yesterday, the other day, uh, that you know, every time you know, uh, you're, you're going to have a little bit of time where you're going to have a um, a period where you're going to have national news. You know, we've had that here before. Yeah, a connection a to connection it, one to way it, or the right. other. And mm -hmm. so. 
it's it's an interesting piece as well. Uh, what do you got? What do you, when does the paper come out? When when what's the next story you're gonna have? What's your big story this week? Okay, well, um, we're coming out. We we publish on Tuesday night. I mean, right. goes to press Wednesday afternoon. We start distributing around uh, Kerrville and Ingram, etc. Uh, on a newsstands, and our paper then is in our uh, subscribers' mailboxes on Thursdays. On Thursdays. Um, this week, actually, I have another history. It's a little different from, mm. uh, it's not just a family. It is about a family, right. but a family that collects stuff. Oh, okay. And uh, Diamonds, the store up there on Sydney Baker Street, yeah. has a father and son, well, the whole family, but uh, they have collected things you wouldn't believe. You can read about it. Uh, old newspapers, uh, unusual stories. Mm. Uh have you seen these um, lampshades that have pictures on them? They're, they're photographs. No. Uh, a, j a gentleman named Smithers uh -huh. uh, did those back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s uh, in Big Bend, and he was a photographer that photographed oh, wow. the heck out of the West Western Texas. Anyway, and a famous guy, his collections are in uh, the Henry, Harry Ransom Center and some of the other UT, etc., and uh, did some pictures that are now iconic. Oh, wow. And he did pictures of everyday people, not just, you know, famous things. Right. Uh, beautiful landscapes and old, an old Mexican guy with a goat, you know. Yeah, right. Little girl with a flower. I mean, you know, things like that. And uh, so anyway, but of course, when he died, he died, I think, in the 70s. Uh, I would have loved to have meet, met him, but yeah. he developed this thing where he actually uh, created lampshades uh, out on on film, photographic film, right? And then developed positives on it on the lampshade and created a lampshade oh, wow. huh. with these pictures. He would do custom ones, like somebody got married, they would do the wedding scene, you know, right. or whatever. Anyway, right. so it's uh, very interesting stuff. But he has uh, collections of old newspapers and many many things that. Uh, a lot of them stuff are just kind of secretly hidden away. Nice, <laughs> nice. But I got to peek into some of it, and it was very interesting. Well, it was awesome having you here uh, as well. Are you going to come back on again? Well, if you have me. I, will, I feel like we just got started. I know. We've already been talking for an hour. My gosh. Well, you, you've yeah. done. Uh, <laughs> but thank you. I really appreciate could, it. Yeah, no, it was great to have you on. We'll have you on again for sure. All right, Louis. Uh, Irene on the scene. Irene Van Winkle, the great Irene Van Winkle, the great and powerful Irene Van Winkle. Uh, she's always welcome, always welcome to storm on the show and, uh, and, and talk to us about what she's got going on. We can, we can, get, we can dive deep again. Uh, I'd like to interview you, actually, sometime. Oh, sure, you're more than welcome Because I know you would. <laughs> I'd ask you one question, you'd go for an hour oh, and be done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Sure. Um, tomorrow's show, Delane Sigerman will be here tomorrow, and uh, Kristen Hedger will be here from Kildare Mountain Manufacturing. Um, Andy Murr will be in town tomorrow. Uh, he cannot stop by the show um, because he's got a 10 o'clock appointment and he can't get here early enough. So, But he's going to be over at the Doyle Center tomorrow uh, getting a tour of the Doyle Center. And uh, so that's at 10 tomorrow. Uh, so we'll stop over there tomorrow. That, But I'm curious, we you know, with Delane, uh, with Christian Hedger, how we're going to see uh, what's going to happen with Killdeer Mountain Manufacturing and what's what how that's going to progress? Uh, it's happening. It's just been a little bit slower than we thought. Uh, that'll be tomorrow. Friday will be our big show on uh, talking about events. Uh, Irene, we're gonna have uh, Peterson Health, the fire department, and the Dieter Center here on Friday wow. to discuss um, how to prevent falls on um, people. People who have fallen. I have fallen and broken my wrist. So you I, know. I, oh, I know about falls. Yeah, you oh, know. Yes, sir. Yeah. I've uh, had several surgeries. That's what I tell all my friends. 
One rule, don't fall. Don't fall. Don't fall. Don't fall, because you know what? It can lead to oh, so many other issues. You don't realize how fragile your body is until you break a bone. Exactly. And then you go, oh, my God, I never knew that would be so bad. Oh, it's so it's, tough. It's, and scary. It is scary. Um, but that'll be on Friday, uh, Monday. Should be able to be another great show. T- Jeff Tellerico will be here. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, Tellerico, by the way, has many jobs in this community, uh, and so we'll talk to him on Monday. Also, Kamaria Woods from BCFS will be here with the Monica, Monica, uh, I can't remember Monica's last name off the top of my head. They'll be here to talk about the BCFS programs uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday, our first ever fashion show. <gasps> what are you going to wear? I'm not, I'm, guessing, <laughs> I'm just going to moderate the thing. Uh, it'll be, uh, actually, I might just let Rachel Fitch run the show that day. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it'll be Rachel Fitch. Uh, be She's Fitch's, got the jewelry. Uh, Fitch and, Estate oh Sales or yeah. uh, Gold Cup Live. And uh, Tomei will be here. Who? Tomei. Tomei of, uh, O'Hearn will be here. Oh, okay. Uh, I know her, too. Yeah, She's so got the little shop. Yeah, got a little shop. So uh, And a I, restaurant. And a restaurant. Everything. She's got an empire. <laughs> and she got a she got a cool white car. So oh, yeah. Did you see my new red Jeep? I did not see your new oh, red Jeep. I got Off a new red Jeep. All right. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. That's the, the com- next coming days. And... Uh, Anyway, thanks a lot for being here. Uh, we will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thank you, Irene. Good talking to you. It was a pleasure.